Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours, a stunning development in the search for seven-year-old Harmony Montgomery. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our Cut B out of Manchester, New Hampshire right now. A man has been arrested in connection to the search for a young girl who has been missing for two years. The attorney general says that Adam Montgomery was wanted for allegedly assaulting Harmony Montgomery in 2019. He is facing several charges but has not been charged in her disappearance. Police say the now seven-year-old was last seen in 2019, although she was only reported missing last week. I appreciate that. I'm glad an arrest has been made uh, essentially for the black eye this little girl had in 2019. Police were called and they went, Mm-mm. can't do anything about that. Well, wash my hands of the whole thing. Department of Family and Children's Services, even worse. They not only don't take her out of the home then, but they proceed to give full custody and give her to the father that we think gave her the black eye. And that is the tip of the iceberg. You were hearing our friends at CBS Boston just then. Did you notice what she said and what she didn't say? Roll it again, Jackie, please. Out of Manchester, New Hampshire right now, a man has been arrested in connection to the search for a young girl who has been missing for two years. The attorney general says that Adam Montgomery was wanted for allegedly assaulting Harmony Montgomery in 2019. He is facing several charges but has not been charged in her disappearance. Police say the now seven-year-old was last seen in 2019, although she was only reported missing last week. So he's arrested... For the black eye that this little five-year-old girl had, who, by the way, is blind in her right eye. But nobody has found Harmony, and nobody has been arrested in Harmony's disappearance. Again, this is Fox Nation and Series XM 111 Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we are learning fast and furious. As we go to air right now, we believe that that father, Adam Montgomery, is being arraigned. Now, that sounds, uh, that's a million-dollar word for being read his charges. Under our Constitution, you can't sit in jail for over 72 hours without being told why you're there, what the charges are, and being told your constitutional rights, including a right to a lawyer. And if you cannot afford a lawyer, the state will provide you a lawyer free of charge. Not exactly free, because we're all paying for it, the taxpayers. With me, Nicole Hutchglobe, joining us out of Texas. She's been on the case from the very beginning. Former prosecutor, now defense attorney at HoustonCriminalDefense.com. Renowned psychologist joining us, Dr. Jory Crossan, faculty, St. Leo University, consultant with the Blue Wall Institute, author of Operation SOS, Robert Crispin with us right now, former law enforcement, now private investigator. You can find him at crispininvestigations.com. First to Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Nicole, what happened? So breaking news coming out of Manchester last night where 31-year-old Adam Montgomery was arrested. He is charged with one count of felony second-degree assault, one misdemeanor charge of interference with custody, 
and two misdemeanor charges of endangering the welfare of a child. All of this, as you said, coming from that summer 2019 incident where sweet little Harmony has that black eye. Two years later, there's finally an arrest. You're absolutely correct, Nicole Parton. Take a listen to our friends at WCVB. We have some breaking news right now in the case of that missing girl in New Hampshire. The state attorney general saying an outstanding warrant on a 2019 assault charge involving seven-year-old Harmony Montgomery. Adam Montgomery will be arraigned today. We are waiting to hear from the AG about Montgomery's relationship to that child. The search continues this morning for Harmony. His relationship? Well, I can tell you that right now. Adam Montgomery is Harmony's father. Her mother, who goes by a couple of different names, uh, but we know her as Crystal Sori, has not had custody of Harmony since 2019. I want to go straight to you, Robert Crispin, private investigator, Crispin Special Investigations. What do you make of the arrest? Well, I make it as they want to move this thing forward and they want to get him into a controlled environment to get an interview with this guy to find out what's going on and put these charges out there get them under their umbrella, get them under their control. Wow. You know, in the dictionary where they put euphemism, I'm going to put your picture beside that because you're really putting the perfume on the pig right there, Crispin. What they're doing is they're arresting him on a previous charge of beating this little girl in 2019, allegedly beating her, leaving this little girl with a black eye. They've got him in their clutches like the spider in the web. And now they're going to try to squeeze him, talk to him, see if he will volunteer anything, play good cop, bad cop, bring him a cup of coffee. No, take it away. Give it back. Threaten him within the confines of the Constitution, of course. Put him on a guilt trip. Whatever they can do to find this little girl, of course, within the bounds of the Constitution. Would you agree or disagree, Nicole Hotchglobe? I totally agree. And I think, unfortunately, because of his experience with law enforcement, he is not likely to break and provide information. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't expect that they'll be getting any helpful information out of this individual. Nicole DeBoard, Hotch Club. You know you're in trouble when I do that, when I call John David, all of his uh, made-up names, John David Otis Eugene Lynch the first. Nicole DeBoard, Hotch Club. You know how in the dictionary they have meaning one, meaning two, meaning three. If I give Crispin meaning one for euphemism, I guess I'll have to give you meaning two. Um, could you repeat what you just said? They're go- but you said, based on his experience, you make him sound like he's a private investigator or a psychologist. I believe what you mean by that, Nicole DeBoard Hodgeclub, is that He's got a rap sheet as long as I-75. Are you talking about that experience? You got it. That's his resume. He's had many encounters with law enforcement. And I'm thinking because he's had so many encounters with law enforcement that he is very, very unlikely to respond to what no doubt is something he's seen before in terms of interview techniques. I'm wondering, just throwing it out there, if he could be on probation or parole for anything. Because if he is... This arrest would absolutely constitute a violation of parole or probation, which means, uh, what's an easy way to say this? Here is a typical sentence that I would recommend to a judge. Let's just say 
Jackie over here. It's her second offense with crack cocaine. What is wrong with you, woman? Now I've caught her again with a five rock. A little of what is that? It's a little hit of crack. Looks like a little yellow rock. Okay. But it's crack and you you melt it down and you smoke it. Of course, in your case, I'm not sure what you're going to do with it. But I would recommend something like five to do three. So what's the five? That means three years behind bars because it's your second offense. I gave you first offender treatment the first time for Pete's sake. Five means five years of probation, three of that behind bars, which means she's on the hook for two more years. So if this guy was on parole or probation, that can be revoked. He's out wandering free amongst us on parole or probation, maybe, and even an arrest on a substantive crime, such as assaulting his daughter in 2019, that would revoke that probation in a New York minute. Explain it, Nicole Hodgeglobe, and don't wind up back in the dictionary. <laughs> well, it, it, here's the problem. Because there's been such an incredible delay with this, he would have had to be on probation at the time of the allegation. So 2019. Oh, I'm sure he must have been. On, well, and still on probation now so that they could mm-hmm. exercise that type of control over him. So You're right. So that's a fairly lengthy timeline. You're right. Their probation or parole would have to be in, fe- in effect at the time of the black eye if he, in fact, did it. Although we know from the uncle, Kevin Montgomery, Kevin Montgomery called police, called 911 when he saw the little girl with a black eye. And according to him, the father, Adam Montgomery, got so angry, he has never spoken to Kevin again. So it seems to me, you know, circumstantial evidence dictates to me he's the one that gave the black eye because anybody else would want the cops to show up. stories with Nancy Grace. Let's just run through what we know of his rap sheet. Nicole Parton, do you have anything on his rap sheet that we know of? I do, and his rap sheet goes all the way back Hold to Hold on, let me get comfortable. Go ahead. Okay, a numerous long rap sheet that includes burglary, mm. assault, and armed robbery with the intent to murder. And another interesting thing, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole. This is based on an account I, I got from Boston 25. Yes. In New Hampshire, he has the burglary, which is a felony, first-degree assault, which is a felony, stalking, which can be a felony. In Massachusetts, dating, dating back to 2014, which that affects what that relates to what Nicole Hodgeglobe just said, in Haverhill, you've got armed robbery. Why is he even out? Armed robbery, assault with intent to murder, which I believe to have been a drug shooting. And they just hand the child over to this father? If they give the baby to him, if this is in fact the same Adam Montgomery with the same D.O.B., what about that, Dr. Jory Carlson? Dr. Jory, uh, you've never worked with defects, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Why did we even book him? him so. You worked with... De- <laughs> Why? Uh, to help children. Okay? okay, all right. That was my focus. With him, 
I look at his past behavior in order to look at future behavior. Uh, he knows the criminal justice system, so it comes down to how well they interview and negotiate with him. He's in a position to negotiate information. So as a you know, interviewer of him, that's where I would focus in on. Because he's definitely got information from 2019 forward that they need to use to fill in their timeline. You know, I'm, I'm getting uh, a ton of emails and texts on this. And I've got one question out of Birmingham. And the question is, is there a way to find out why Harmony is blind in one eye? Was she born blind in one eye? Or is that a result of abuse? Wow. Okay. That's a good question. That's a really good question. And I want to go back, Jackie, to some sound from the chief of police where he goes on and on about how the public should not play detective. Yeah, that's the one. Let's take a listen to our cut 19. But we ask people, don't play detective, okay? Don't play police officer. That is our job. That's the men and women's job that, that work under, under Captain Layton. People going on social media and circulating their opinions or their theories do, do nothing do nothing for this investigation and are no good and are no helpful in trying to locate Harmony. I ask that you leave that, that work to where it belongs and it belongs to the Manchester Police Department. We're, we're two years behind the power curve, all right? And where Harmony should have been, all right, and who she should have been with, she's not with them. Uh, Chief, you need all the help you can get. And as I mentioned earlier, the whole way we found Gabby Petito's body out in the middle of the wilderness is because a citizen detective happened to have been taking video and remembered seeing the van, Gabby's van, out in dispersed camping out in literally the middle of nowhere. And they pulled that video up, they pulled those photos up, and they sent it to police. The police went to that location and they found Gabby. So what you're hearing, Robert Crispin, is the chief of police there in Manchester telling everybody, back off, we'll handle this. Well, they have screwed it up for the last two years. And I guarantee you the only reason the dad was arrested in the middle of the night last night is because it came out that the uncle, Kevin Montgomery, saw her with a black eye. Police were called and police did nothing. So if they were going to arrest Adam Montgomery, the father, they should have done it right then, that day, and her life would have been saved. Maybe. But oh, no, no, no. Let's don't do that. Let's not only not make an arrest, but hand her over on a silver platter to her violent father. What about that, Crispin? And now you got the chief of police telling us not to investigate? Really? Did he just say that? Listen, we had this conversation. They had some big problems coming as far as not making that arrest back in 2019. And as far as social media, that is an investigator's dream. That is an investigator's perfect tool when going to investigate somebody. And more leads come out of social media. It's unbelievable how many cases get cleared just based out of social media. So they've got some problems coming. Thank All God. the idiots that go online and brag and show off their money balls. You know, the other day, Crispin, 
<laughs> Talking to Robert Robert Crispin, former cop, now private investigator. Is it CrispinInvestigations.com or CrispinSpecialInvestigations.com? CrispinInvestigations.com. Okay. So not all of your investigations are special? Just I'm special. Okay. You're the special part. Okay. Well, we'll debate that later. But over the holiday, I saw, let me just say, when the twins do something silly, I call them a ding-dong. Because I don't want to say idiot or stupid. We don't say the S word, uh, which is stupid, not the other S word. I saw this ding dong posting pictures of himself with Santa holding up all his money, his money balls. Well, needless to say, he had an outstanding warrant for uh, assault or aggravated assault or something. And the cops immediately arrested him right there at the mall Santa, I think. Posting photos of himself with the mall Santa. Listen, How would you not use social media? You're supposed to. And, and every law enforcement agency and every aggressive detective bureau trolls social media, just like a patrol guy trolls a parking lot looking for burglars. It's, it's today's weapon in solving crimes. Man, I'm you're really not kidding, Crispin. I bet you're all up in social media when you get a divorce or whatever because you know if the husband's cheating, the girlfriend is posting all sorts of pictures of her new Rolex watch, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Jory. Yes. Dr. Jory Crossan, joining us, psychologist, renowned psychologist, faculty, St. Leo University, consultant, author of Operation SOS. You have now revealed that you worked at Defects. Isn't that true? Yes, I did uh, parenting that, that, evals and psychological. Okay, what now? I did parenting evals and psychological, court order psychologicals on the parents. And I also treated abused and neglected children. You know, Dr. Jory, every time I talk to you, I learn something new. That's because I'm old. No, that's because you're talented and experienced. And just kind of psychologist I would want to put on the stand. And people don't get when you represent crime victims, especially children, it really takes a chunk out of you from then on. Because I remember right now, so many of the children that I represented, many of them dead, of course, when I was a prosecutor, all the investigation and the getting the defects reports and the, the horrible disappointment when I found out, find out defects could have taken the child from the home, but no, they left him there to die. It's still going on today. Uh, could you tell us the meaning of the words home study? Well, a home study, there's different ones, like for an adoption or placement. But basically, uh, that's like a psychosocial assessment. You look at the dynamics in the house, the family, the extended family, the support system, the coping mechanisms that the family has, the attachment issues. Uh, so it's a very comprehensive report. You know, it usually takes about 30 to 40 hours of just dedicated time to put together. And isn't it true, Dr. Jory Carlson, that before you place a child, especially especially of tender years, you refer to a child under 12 as of tender years, into a home, a child that's come out of foster care, like Harmony, she had bounced to about nine different foster homes, according to a connected witness. Apparently, in this case, no home study was ever done, and they placed her with a violent, abusive father. What do you make of that, Dr. Jory? <sighs> to say that's a break in the system is an understatement, okay? Um, once they're in the system, there's other 
participants. You know, like here in Florida, we have if a child's taken into custody for protection, mm-hmm. there's going to be up to seven different you know people with lawyers, like the guardian ad litem. You know, there's going to be DCF, but then no, the wait parents a don't throw around legal terms, please. No Latin phrases. Guardian ad litem just simply means you can hear the word in there, litigation ad litem. It means the court, when they're worried about a child, will appoint a guardian ad yeah. litem, which is basically yeah, someone here, here that's been Florida, filling in doing that. Go ahead. Yeah, here in Florida, you know, they're appointed. I was one for 18 years. So you're appointed by the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You're the eyes and ears of the judge. Basically, the judge, you work for the judge in the best interest of the child. So, you know, the guardian ad litem has personal input right to the judge. We've had horrible cases in Florida where really children have. have gone Yeah, and have ten, ended up dead. Uh, that was, you know, many years ago. The, the system has corrected with a lot of work in the legislation and things like that. We're not infallible, but You know, it's a lot better than some states. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are waiting at this moment for the so-called father. And I say so-called because when I say dad, I think of my dad, who is the best dad in the world. Although I've got two ladies in the studio that would fight me on that, claiming their dad is the best dad in the world. But her biological father is going to be in court at any moment to be arraigned. Nicole DeBoard-Hodgeclope, ex- simply, what is it when somebody is arraigned? When someone is arraigned, they're brought before the court and they're told exactly what their charges are. And then they can enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. We're waiting on that right now under our Constitution. That is required. You cannot be held behind bars for over a certain period of time without being brought to court by in front of an impartial magistrate, as the law says. Back to you, Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What more do we know, Nicole? We're still waiting, Nancy. And I also want to point out, uh, you've seen pictures of this guy, and I'm sure you noticed like I did, that teardrop tattoo Mm -hmm. under his eye, which we know associated with gang, prison culture, time served, and most of the time means that they have killed someone and they're kind of proud of it. Right there on his face. Now, some people would argue and claim that means you have lost someone to violent crime and you keep a tear coming out of your eye. But originally, it was to signify you had killed someone. Not just everybody has a tattoo on the front of their face. So it is significant. And not only that, Nicole Parton joining us, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Not only are you an investigative reporter, you're also a foster parent. How does this whole thing work? Absolutely. And this is so disturbing because here's the thing. Biological parents are held to a different standard than those of us who are foster parents. My home study to be a foster parent I can't as much as have a speeding ticket, Nancy. They come in quarterly and they will check the temperature of my water in the kitchen sink. My soap is locked up in a box with a lock and key on it. This guy has a record that includes robbery with intent to kill, but DCF placed a child in his care. The system is broken. 
the system is fragile, and the standards by which biological parents are held are completely different than those of us who are foster parents. Yes, they have a home study, but it is in no way the equivalent to a home study that you and I would have to participate in. And Nicole Parton, uh, joining us from CrimeOnline.com, you've got the father with a rap sheet, and you've got the mother who has lost custody. I think we can take her out of this equation because it's... Could you check this, Jackie? Unless you know, Nicole, I don't think the mom had custody in 2019. We and Harmony was last seen alive with that black eye. That was around October 1, 2019. I don't think the mom had custody. Okay. so And, And once her rights are terminated, she can't do any more than she's done. She can call DC up and ask, but they're not going to tell her anything. She has legally no right. So in somewhat of a defense to this mom, if she was looking for the daughter, they wouldn't give her any information because her rights have been terminated. You know, I hear you. I hear you saying that the DFACS department, Department of Family and Children's Services, wouldn't have to give the bio mom info. But uh, it would be a cold day in H-E-L-L that I tried to find my child through Facebook or by texting someone. You can't find your child. You call 911 or you get in the car and you go to that location and start looking. Now, I don't know her circumstances. I don't know that much about the mom except that she did not have custody of her own child and that her other child, at least one of them, uh, has been put up for adoption and was adopted into a loving home. I know that much. But to tell me that she had voiced concerns... Uh, What? How? To who? What? Two years have passed and we're just learning the child has disappeared. Take a listen, guys, to another state agency that failed this little girl. It's our cut number four. And he's at it again. The New Hampshire police chief, Alan Aldenberg. Listen. Last time she was enrolled in any type of school, from my understanding, um, is yet to be confirmed is down in Massachusetts. But again, she's seven right now, so 2019, five years old, probably right around that kindergarten time frame. Again, we've spoken with family members, and we'll continue to do so. I know I keep coming back to that, and that's a fair question, right? Did we, did we speak to mom? Did we speak to dad? Did we speak to this relative? We're speaking to is any and all family members that um, come to our attention and ones that we are seeking out as well. So... That tells me she was in school, Dr. Jory Crosen. She was in school in Massachusetts. So what happened when she didn't come back to school in the fall? Even if it was pandemic, she should have been on Zoom. What, they just did nothing? Somebody should have been checking on that. I mean, either the the child services, the education, board of education there locally. That's, again, a break in the system, but that, that that's horrific. I mean, Dr. Jory Crossan, you worked with DFACS as you grew into the renowned psychologist you are now. Why would any DFACS worker leave a baby girl in the home with a dad that just gave her a black eye when you've got a bio uncle literally fighting to try to get back into the house to see about the girl and the family push him, literally push him out the door? Why would you leave a child in that hellhole? I, I would never leave a child like that. And, you know, to, to try to even phantom that behavior is just really impossible for me because I've been in those positions. 
Uh, and again, you always put the child's interest and safety first. Well, apparently that's not what happened here. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Nicole DeBoard Hodgeglobe joining me. Uh, High-profile defense lawyer out of Houston, former prosecutor. She's at HoustonCriminalDefense.com. What would you advise police to do with the dad, Anna Montgomery, who's behind bars right now? What do you do with him? How do you go about questioning him to try to find harmony? Well, at this point, he's got a lawyer. You've got to get in touch with that lawyer and try to do what you can to set up an interview. And it may be time to start talking to the prosecution about what they can offer him just to make sure that they have the most recent and correct information about where Harmony might be. Well, I I agree with everything you just said, but shouldn't they try to talk to him? And unless he says, lawyer, the cops can talk to him. That's a touchy subject because he likely already has a lawyer. If you don't know that. Court you don't know and that. Would, the court should have appointed him someone if he doesn't have one hired. So it can be dangerous. And the problem is, is that if they talk to him while he already has a lawyer, they could lose the value of everything that he has to say. And they may be at risk of not being able to prosecute him, even if he tells them the worst information you could imagine. So they've really got to make sure that they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's and following the rules. So if he has a lawyer, that lawyer needs to be in the loop. You're right, Nicole. You're absolutely right. There's no way to get around it. You don't want to get some type of a confession or statement that you can't use in court. Of course, uh, New Hampshire and Massachusetts, there's no death penalty. You can kill as many children as you want to, and you're never going to get the death penalty there. You'll get three hots in a cot, just like everybody else. Now, I mentioned that Harmony has siblings from that mom, Crystal Sorry. One of them that I know of, little Jameson, and this just breaks my heart. I can just imagine my twins in this horrible situation. I try not to, but Harmony was trying to take care of her little brother in foster care. Now, Jameson has been adopted out by who I now consider to be a friend, Blair Miller. Take a listen to our cut 20. It's Blair speaking to Boston 25. When we were um, going down this road, um, we, we, wanted, we wanted Jameson to be happy. And we wanted um, to make it, you know, we've, as we've said with all of our boys, um, whatever they need in life to be successful and, and feel family, and we all know family can look very different, um, we wanted to be part of. And so um, certainly we were open to that as a possibility and we really didn't have a choice. And uh, because what we were told by DCF in Massachusetts uh, was that uh, her father. And so um, we kind of let that play out and there's, there wasn't much we could do. Um, I think we wanted to ask a lot more questions and certainly we're asking those questions now and wondering what, what happened there. And what's the backstory like? But um, certainly it's it's upsetting to hear that no one knows where she is right now. Dr. Jory Crosen, this wonderful dad who has taken little Jameson, Harmony's little brother, into their family and adopted him, tried to get Harmony because they wanted the little brother to have his family with him. 
They wanted to adopt Harmony, and they were told no. That instead, Defects decided to reunite her with her bio dad, the convict, the armed robber, the drug shooter, we think, still alleged. What in the world? Why would they do that? I, I can't even fathom that, too, because you always, again, as a protocol psychologically and for the best interest of the child, you keep siblings together. You know, you find placement where they're together. If you don't have placement, you still keep the child together. Uh, this this system, the more I hear about it up there, oh, it's just horrific. Somebody needs to do a complete rehaul or get it shut down. Man, you're not kidding about that. Guys, take a listen to more of the police chief, Alan Aldenberg. This is our cut six. The last contact in October of 2019, um, that would have been a result of um, a call for service involving the Manchester Police Department. Um, and that call for service was handled, and that, that is the last time um, that she has been seen here in the city of Manchester. I'm not saying that she hasn't, has not been seen somewhere else. I'm just focusing on when the last time she was seen in the city of Manchester. For, for us to have a two-year delay, all right, that is extremely concerning. Um, it's not something that happens on a regular basis, not something that we deal with. I mean, if, if we had missing, going two years without hearing about missing children, um, that doesn't happen every day. And again, that's why I'm standing in front of you today. I got a two-year window, or we have a two-year window that we're trying to shrink. It's very, quote, concerning. Yeah, I guess it is concerning because your people, Chief, answered that black eye call and left the little girl in the home with a raging dad who punched her in the face, got other eye, and blackened it, and you left her there. And now you're saying it's, quote, concerning and listen to the way he glossed over that uh the last contact october 2019 was a result of a quote call for service that call for service was handled and that's the last time she has been seen in the city of manchester it was handled all right if you call dropping the ball and turning your back on an abused, beaten little girl handling it. I mean, what happened, Nicole Parton? I've learned a lot through the uncle, Kevin Montgomery. You have the uncle calling um, in, I think, July, August. You've got neighbors calling police after that about the bad living conditions for Harmony. And then you've got the uncle calling back. In October 2019. So how was the black eye call actually handled as the police chief described it? Um, I wish I knew the details, but he's seeming to be uh, trying to say that they did respond to the call. I mean, they showed they up. Found, yeah, they showed up, but they found no evidence to believe, I guess, that it was a physical attack of the child. Who knows what happened? Did the father say she fell? Did he come up with some excuse? We don't know. They're not releasing those details. But oddly enough, two years later, they've decided to arrest him for those allegations, for that conduct against Little Harmony. Robert Crispin, you, before you became Crispin Special Investigations, you were law enforcement. When you go to a home on a domestic and you see a victim crying with a black eye, what are you supposed to do? What's SOP? What's protocol? You're going to jail. you darn right you're going yeah, to jail. And how do you Absolutely. do it? You're going to jail right there that night. I mean, you that don't get back in over. your patrol car and drive off, Crispin. Um, 
they have got they've got some problems coming. Um, there, there's just no way they can finagle their way out of this. You know, I, I don't know what their retention period is. If they had body cams, if they went back and reviewed that call on body cam, I don't know what their retention period is for those cams. But they clearly went back, and there was a prosecutor who who felt that there was enough to charge this guy. And this is what we or what they may have needed to get this ball rolling. Well, it's a day late and a dollar short, but okay, if you say so. Well, Guys, we back to what she, go ahead. I just want to touch base real quick on, on what. Uh, our other guest said about him lawyering up and did he have a lawyer and listen, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and I can guarantee you that this interview happened a long time ago before we knew about this arrest. This interview happened at the house. I'm sure there's things going on behind the scenes. I'm sure there's some search warrants going on and I'm sure they had their crack at this guy before he said lawyer, you know, this isn't a crime of did you do an armed robbery? This is a crime about your daughter, your, your baby daughter, your baby girl. She'd only been alive 60 months. On this earth. It's a completely different band. It's a completely different heart string. Have you looked, guys, have you looked at her picture? Because she's always got this huge smile. And she's got on her little special glasses. And you can tell one eye is having a problem. We now know she's blind in that eye. She's always got this big smile. But behind that smile, this child was being abused and beaten and bouncing from foster home to foster home. And now she may be dead. Special tip line, 603-203-6060. Repeat, 603-203-6060. The reward has now climbed to $33,000. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye.